Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Grimes, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, healing, and living in alignment with the highest truth of who you actually are. I know that you pushing play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. So with that said, let's get this party started. Hello, welcome back to So She Is. I am so excited to be here with you guys and just chatting it up another week. How are we doing? Um, I know I'm a little bit distracted like recently, like just really distracted like in my phone, I feel like. And I think it has to do with my TikTok kind of growing kind of fast. It really sucks you in. And so I am like actively trying to not be on my phone so much. So I was like, I'm going to record a podcast and that's kind of what I'm doing. So I don't have notes or much that I planned out, but I do have things that are on my heart and topics I want to talk about because it is the last day of January, I believe, when this is going to air, January 31st. And so that's kind of the time where we start to give up or, you know, like the new year energy might be a little bit less than it was originally, or maybe you've slipped back into some old habits. And this is just something that Curly and I have been talking about so much, um, is change, is creating shifts, but shifts that can last. And so I wanted to do an episode on that because change is identity work. And if we don't know how to approach identity work, it's going to be a bit hard to change. So I thought I'd share how I view identity, also what I am choosing to believe and take into 2023. Because last year, I feel like I was kind of stuck in free state, like just so much change, so much big moves, including quitting my job, starting a podcast, starting So We Are Silent Disco, um, getting married, just all the things that happened. There was a lot of big bigness. And I feel like in that bigness, I got a little paralyzed. And that includes like getting really, really anxious and really sick and operating what I feel is outside of my window of tolerance because it it was just so much happening and I felt very hesitant, very much like, ah, I don't know, therefore I won't. Or I'm just like trying to literally survive the day versus like being on offense where I felt like I was more on defense last year. And this year I want it to be a year of offense, a year of making the moves, a year of deciding it is already done. I am fully and completely committed to being absolutely fucking delusional this year. And I really want to invite you to join me in that. I am taking on the mantra, like, why not me? It is me. I am it. Like, there is no separation between me and everything that I am. And instead of thinking like, oh, is it going to work out? Oh, whatever. It's worked out. It's done. 
whatever whatever I'm thinking about, it's happening. Like that is a non-negotiable. My goals are non-negotiable. And I know that it's this or something better and that the universe is gonna over-deliver because I am also over-delivering. I am meeting the universe halfway. We are co-creating and it's going to be incredible. And anything that feels like rejection is just a redirection. It is a protection. It is a little like detour because of whatever that one, whatever that road was that I was on that maybe steered left. It's out of my own safety. Who knows what could have been on that road, but obviously it's not of my highest good if it is not happening. And I actually am in this training called Rapid Resolution Therapy and I am getting my first certification. It's not like I'll be certified to, you know, practice it. It's a pretty brief training. It's a four-week, 16-hour training. And there's these different levels of stuckness that Dr. John Connolly talks about. And one of those stuckness is believing that things shouldn't have happened. And I have been taking that on so fully because that is something that gets stuck. Oh, like that shouldn't have happened or I shouldn't have done that. And like living in that like coulda, shoulda, woulda from all ends. Either they shouldn't have done that to me. I shouldn't have done that to them. But that is keeping you stuck. That is keeping you in the depths of whatever it is. And so if you can look at life in a way of like, nothing has happened on accident like nothing is should have not happened because if you go around we did it in the training like everyone in the room he was like who here has done something that they wish they hadn't everybody's hand went up and then he asked again who here has had someone done something to them that you wish hadn't had happened again everybody's hand went up and so it's like If we all collectively feel that way, if this is like a universal truth of like that everybody has shit happen that we wish didn't, why do we stay stuck in it? Not from like a, like, I'm not like referring to your traumatic events, but what if we could even look at your traumatic events as if it was all a part of the plan, as if it was adding to the plot, as if it was adding to the character development? I mean... If we can just take out the coulda, shoulda, woulda, imagine how much more fluid and flow you would have in your life if these horrible things and thoughts and intrusions of just like, oh God, I shouldn't, like just being mortified by yourself existing. Imagine if that could just not be there and like how much more you could tap into your highest self, tap, tap into who you truly are, to tap into your fucking awesomeness and so that is my thing there is no accidents at all like that's how we're approaching 2023 anything that happens happens and everything that's happening is happening exactly as it should and even if it does not feel as it should I am choosing to trust that it is and I am keeping to put one foot in front of the other and so I invite you to join me on this choo-choo train and I don't even feel like it's spiritual bypassing I could totally hear people be like oh you're like a bypass girl I've done the work I we have been doing it I have been stuck and stuck and stuck and I am choosing to actually just un un take the key and unlock the chains that are around my wrists and ankles and I'm choosing to move forward and I am at a place where I can do that. Maybe not everybody's there, but just even if you could explore and try it on, it feels pretty good. And so why not you? Why not you this year?
I, this was, again, there's no notes today. So this is just a me ranting to ya. Um, but I do want to talk about the hierarchy of change, which is from Robert Dilt's Logical Levels of Change. And so if we think of change, I want you to think of like a pyramid, like the food pyramid or um, the ecosystem pyramid where typically you see a triangle and there is the different levels to the triangle. So if we think of like the food pyramid, we can think of like fruits and veggies on the bottom. And then I think it goes to, like protein or starch or whatever. Somehow there's a there's a pyramid with the lines. And so that's exactly what this hierarchy of change is. And so it's broken down into environment and results on the very bottom at the widest part, and then behaviors, and then capabilities, and then values and beliefs, and then identity, and then spirit. So going back to the beginning of this episode, when I said that identity work is where real change lies, because everything else is just willpower and willpower newsflash doesn't necessarily work in a sustainable way because what happens when your motivation dies what happens when it's february 1st or january 31st when you're listening to this and you're like eh, we'll try again next year that's because the willpower ran out and we're not meant to last on willpower we need it to be our identity we need to be who it who we are and so so often we look at this pyramid in this hierarchy of change in a sense that's like a trickle up effect. So we think we need to change our environment and our behaviors to then eventually change our identity. And what I want to talk about today is reversing skirt skirt and looking at it as the trickle down effect and how things can be so different if we start with the identity and then work down to our values and beliefs and capabilities and behaviors and environment. Because we believe that changing our outside world in our actions is the key to change, which makes a lot of sense. But also, if you really think about it, it doesn't. <laughs> because the behaviors and change behaviors and your environment in those two lower levels, the biggest levels are the conscious levels. And as we've talked about on this podcast before, the subconscious mind is 95%. And so if you think, okay, I need to change those two bottom levels, those behaviors and environment, and that's the conscious level, then you're looking to change everything with that 5%, which then goes back to that willpower, you know? It goes back to that unsustainable thing because it's your conscious mind when 95% is being operated by that subconscious. And so when we work with the identity, that's working with like, who do you want to be in this reality? And who do you have to become in order for this to reflect that? So like what follows I am? And a fun fact is that the subconscious mind loves, loves, loves to answer questions. And so the quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions you're asking. And transformation lies within those deep questions because it's like the window to the soul. And where you get really good at this is when there's no pressure to answer those questions. There's no rush to fill in that gap. And like just being okay sitting with the questions, whether it's weeks or days or months, is something that's a practice, but it's huge in identity work. And I feel like so often perfectionism comes into play, but 
Perfectionism is just a survival strategy for not feeling like you're enough. But going back to our hierarchy of change, I want to give more of like an example and kind of go off of fitness because I feel like fitness is something that's very much relatable, whether your fitness goals is to get stronger, to get slimmer, to run more, to lift more, whatever your fitness goals is, um, whether it's weight related, I feel like everyone has some form of a journey with fitness. And so I want to share how to work with your identity where you don't need the willpower. Because I mean, so often, this is just like something that popped into my head. People say like, oh, 21 days makes a habit. When really, one day makes a habit if you change your identity and beliefs and your values. But if you just change your behavior, nothing really changes. Like even if it becomes your 21 day habit to like drink a gallon of water, what happens on day 22 when you don't do it? Because it's just a behavior. So keep that open, keep that open mind and let's talk about it. So if we're looking at fitness, let's just start with like the questions again, going back. What are our beliefs about fitness? What skill sets, tools, knowledge do we know about fitness? Just as we're going into it. And so as we said, I'm going to start from the top and that's the spirit level, which is kind of like not in play. That's more, the spirit level is more where the co-creation, the universe, not really in our control type of vibe is, but I'm going to show you where we start just so it understands and makes sense. So getting fit would be that equal to one of your biggest missions in life because the more fit you are and the healthier you are, the better you feel and the more energy you have to pursue whatever it is you want to pursue. And so that's like the spirit level. Like, well, how does it connect to this highest purpose? And that would be that getting fit would feel really freaking good. And then when you feel really freaking good, really freaking good things come. So that's at the highest level, but that's not really... Now we're going to go down to the identity. The identity is going back to that I am what follows I am. So in this case, I am a fit person. I already am the fittest person and I am committed to being a fit person because it's on the level of identity. This is who I am. Just like I am a redhead now. I am on fire with this red hair. I am a Grimes now. My last name changed. I. It's all these things that we choose to identify with that feel like universal truths, even though a couple days ago I had blonde hair and a couple days ago I had a last name that was Neri, not Grimes. But my new identity is this red hair. It is Grimes. And so taking on that I am and just choosing to be that sets us up because then when we move down to values and beliefs, well, if I am already a fit person, What do I believe to be true about my body? What do I believe to be true about my relationship to fitness? I already believe, like, I already believe I am. And so that means I'm worthy of being fit. And I can easily release excess weight because I already am this. It's not, and going back, I said release excess weight. And this is a tip that I got from one of my mentors, Manifestation Babe. She let blew my mind with this one when she talks about the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind never wants to lose anything it wants to keep 
everything together. And so when we use vocabulary and language like, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I need to... I'm, I don't know why my brain just went completely blank, but when you use language that's referring to lose or um, like that you're not already enough, it will never want to. It'll constrict even more. And so when you say, I am ready to release excess weight, releasing something implies you do not need it, that you're not losing it that it's just no longer serving you and it can be released. It is a freeing vocabulary. It is a freeing word. It is a freeing language versus like when you need to lose something, get rid of something, uh, demolish something versus release it. And I would say like, just don't knock it till you try it and pay attention to where you use like very strong wording, like lose versus release. Um, it's a, it's really interesting once you start paying attention to language. And so the beliefs come back to believing that you already are. And so what what does this fit version of me believe? believe? It comes back to the questions you ask as well. So if I am this, how do I what how do I show up about myself? What do I believe to be true about myself? And allow yourself to sit in those questions and allow it to come through. And then we move down to capabilities and that's where it's the action of, okay, I'm going to work out five times a week and probably remove processed foods because again, going to the layer above, I believe that my body is a temple. I believe that I am already fit. So I do not feed my body food that is not in alignment with who I am, which goes to the identity. And so the capabilities is like, yeah, well, if I am fit, I'm going to work out five times a week or whatever your goal is. And then your behavior is actually going through with that. So the capabilities is like, okay, I'm I'm capable of working out five times a week, removing these foods out of my diet. And then the behavior is acting on that and following through with all of those things you know you're capable of. And then the environment is just the additional changes that are needed to follow through, like getting a gym membership or buying some new workout clothes or getting a Peloton, whatever that is. And so we just did the trickle down, which I believe is the key to making some serious and lasting change. But so often you will start with that environment and behaviors of, okay, I'm going to buy the new clothes and I'm going to cut out every toxic food. But we skip capabilities is kind of just that middle ground but we skip to the upper parts of the values and beliefs like if we don't think if we don't talk about what our relationship and belief about food is if we don't talk about what our beliefs around fitness is if we don't talk about our beliefs about what you as a human are capable of and who you believe you are to be like if your whole life the whole world has told you like oh my god you can never be a runner oh my God, you are the slowest person on the planet. Oh my God, you are this, you are that, you are the everything. That That is just living in your subconscious mind and going to be the block for you. But just like we said, nothing happens on accident. And so this is no accident that you're listening to this. This is no accident that you maybe have some questions arising within you like, okay, wait, what do I even believe about myself and whose beliefs are those? Um, And so it's just a really fun 
way to look at it. There's no pressure. Again, it's the quality of the question you ask is the quality that is in your life. And so allowing yourself to just let these questions sit. Allow this podcast to just sit within you. And so your homework now is to basically look at what you believe about yourself. Look at what your goals are for this year, for what you'd like to accomplish. And instead of thinking at the surface level of like, okay, what do I need to change in order to get there? I want you to go to the bigger questions, the higher perspective of what do I already believe to be true about myself in regards to this, in relationship to this? So if it is fitness, okay, what what have I told myself over and over and over again my whole life that has led me astray from already being the fittest version of myself. And from there, we can then work on that trickle-down effect. But if you just buy the gym pass, if you just try to willpower your way through, the chance of the change being long-lasting is a lot less. And I am just rooting for you so hard because I know if you can work on the identity and shifting the I am and even if affirmations aren't really your thing, just trying them out just to like, I am fit. I am capable. I can do this. Like I am awesome. (laughs) That's just, I mean, those are my affirmations in the morning. Listening to really positive music with encouraging words. Um, I was just driving in the car and like I was listening to the radio. I don't normally do that, but I was. And so many songs are so sad and like about death or I would die. Like there was like three songs in a row, Curly and I were driving and it was like, I die for this. I should die. Like there's so much negative in the music we consume. So just like another thing when we are working on this identity work, listen to Tony Jones. Um, I, I, things are skipping my head. So I will like make a little like playlist of what you should listen to for these positive identity shifts because we are so influenced by media, by music, by all of it. So homework, work on what you want. Work on visualizing what you want out of your life. What are these goals? And then from there, we can see what we already believe to be true and then we can make adjustments accordingly. And when we make those adjustments, we can have that trickle down effect where hopefully and probably all the behavior will change, the environment will change, and you will manifest everything you could possibly dream of. So to wrap it up, why not you? You are incredible. We are releasing things that are no longer serving us. We're not trying to lose things. We're not trying to cut things out. We're not trying to aggressively change anything. We are simply releasing what is no longer serving our highest alignment and highest truth. We are taking our power back. We are believing that we are it, that there is no one better, that what is desired by you is destined for you and it wouldn't be on your heart if it wasn't meant for you. And so whatever you are feeling right now, I just hope you can tune into the truth that you are divinely created. There is simply nobody better than you and you are it. And anything that comes your way, There is no one more qualified to handle it than you are because it would not be there if it was an accident or if it was not meant to be there. And I believe in you. I hope you have the best day ever and I'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at so she is underscore podcast to let us know your takeaways. 
if you could leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to help us build, grow, and expand this to anyone it needs to reach. I am so grateful for you listening and giving me your time and energy, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. I love you. Bye.